You are listening to Mountain Bike Radio. Welcome to the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. I'm Ben, and with me, as usual, is Kelly Jennings. Kelly, what's up? Not much. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. So we've, uh, the last episode we covered uh, five ways to minimize the effects of endurance riding, training, racing, whatever you do. Um, and this episode, what we're going to do, since it's like middle of summer, middle of the season, everyone's, you know, it's easy to get bogged down. You know, it's really hot, really humid, and you're just like kind of tired and just kind of sick of the summer. So this episode is strategies for riding in the heat. So whether you just just ride along or you're training, racing, whatever you do, Kelly's going to give you some strategies on how to do that. Be sure to go to her website, apexnutritionllc.com, and uh, check out mountainbikeradio.com. I'm not going to overload you with with announcements on this one, but just do that and then listen in. So Kelly, you ready? I'm ready. All right. So another episode. I, I don't know how many we, I haven't officially like counted how many we've done in the past, but it's a lot. It's going to be a lot. That's <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. We've been doing this a long time. Kelly was one of the, kind of one of the first people yeah. I had her on. She was on an episode with uh, MTV coach, Kurt Wilhelm. Right. And I and, talked for like an hour and a half straight. <laughs> yeah, she talked a lot, but she was like really practical about things. So immediately I sent her an email and I said, hey, would you be interested in doing a show on Mountain Bike Radio? That's got to be like, two years. It's been it, a while. Yeah, it'll be two years this summer, like later in the summer, I think. So Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Right. So what are some strategies to get people out of this like heat deal? Yeah, and I still got more <laughs> to say. Yeah, yeah. So. Sure. <laughs> um. So what I'll do is, you know, there's there's going to be three main things. One is going to be, you know, the logistics of when you train and, and kind of about training. Number two, we'll talk a little bit about hydration and just ways to stay on top of that. And number three, I'll give you some um, some cool tips that I've gotten from some coaches this year. So um, that's kind of fun because definitely dehydration and heat absolutely has a direct effect on your performance, you know, and if you're training to get better or if you're just riding for enjoyment, either way, if you're kind of, you know, overheated, I went on a ride, um, it's like three weeks ago. It was kind of our first really hot weekend of the summer. You know, it was going to be this four hour ride or four or five hour ride. And, um, and this happened to me. I got like, I got heat sick and I should stay on top of this. I sit here and harp on everyone else. But I mean, my gosh, it was, it was horrible. And thank goodness the last place I went actually had like a spigot there in the parking lot with water because I was completely through all the water I had carried that day. I, I, it was just so hot. And so, you know, and that was in the morning. I think I rode from like eight to one. So, um, you know, it happens to all of us. And I think in the summer, you just kind of put yourself in that position. Sometimes if you ride a lot sooner or later, you're going to ride in hot heat and it's a uh, hot heat. That's the, you know, that's the worst kind of heat. So in this, in this will air, uh, like the end of July, beginning of August, but last week I have a great experience too, because it just happened to me. So last week I was racing up in Northern Wisconsin Mm -hmm. Um, keeping in mind, I've lived in Colorado now six years, um, with a humidity of roughly 10%. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so I was racing it. It was a 10 hour race 
and it, you get as many laps in as you can. Uh, it's part of the WEM series. It's called the Underdown, Thunderdown and the Underdown. Fantastic, but really hard trails. Some of the hardest trails you could possibly ride, honestly. All single track, 10 miles a loop. Um, and I was, you know, I was r- right behind the first place guy. Me and him, I knew who I was going to be racing. And um, that first lap was okay. He kind of took away the last technical section. He rides there all the time. Like that's, those are his trails. So I just couldn't keep up with him. He was too fast in that little section. But second lap, okay. You know, I was right. You know, I could see him right up ahead. No problem. Third lap, keep in mind, it's only probably like 80 degrees, maybe 75, 80 degrees. But the humidity was like 50%. So mm-hmm. like for me, breathing was like, holy crap, there's like stuff in the air. right? So thick. Yeah. yeah. So I knew I'd be struggling right from the beginning. Like I knew, you know, yeah. two weeks ahead of time, like I know that's an issue. Like any altitude um, advantage, you know, altitude training advantage you get is knocked out in the summertime <laughs> by the humidity because right. you can't, your body is really, gets really lazy at um, getting rid of the, you know, dealing with the heat or the humidity. Yeah, humidity. Yep. Because out there you sweat and it evaporates so quickly off your skin. Like the cooling is just like nonstop. Um, right. But here you actively have to have to manage that. And third, third and fourth lap, I started feeling sick. I was getting dizzy. Like I was getting over. I could tell it was like overheated. Like my face uh-huh. was getting warm and just weird. Yeah. You know, whatever. And um, I'm like, okay, this is this is not a good situation to be in. So I had to stop at the aid station for like 10, 15 minutes and like drink a bunch of water and like mm-hmm. sit there and just like chill out in the shade. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. And I see it like on the trails all the time. You can see those people with like, you know, your face actually turns like red. Yeah. You know, it's a different look than just normal being hot. Um, yep. Yeah. And it's hard to stop once it starts is yep. the thing. Too. As long as you keep going, it's it's hard to stop. Um so yeah, so the first thing, you know, one thing to realize about this is that there is there are health effects too. It's not just performance, but there are health effects. Whenever you start losing a certain percentage of your body weight in sweat, you know, and one way to, to tell is to weigh yourself before and after any training and you kind of get an idea, you know, and then consider how much you did drink during that. You'll get an idea of how much you're actually losing. A lot of people lose, you know, somewhere around 24 to 32 ounces of fluid per hour. Um, It can go way higher than that. Kind of like the bigger you are a lot of times, like so females generally, if you're smaller, will lose more than a lot of males. Um, You know, and the thing with mountain bikers too is there's lots of different sizes of of mountain bikers. It's very interesting compared to like road cyclists, Um, you know, who – I should say at a competitive level anyway. Um, a lot of times mountain bikers are, um, are like bigger and more muscular and they sweat a lot. And so, um, that's just something to take into consideration. You may be someone who's sweating 32 to 40 ounces, um, an hour. So anyway, when you lose a certain percentage of your body weight, let's say like it's like three to 4%, you actually start running into things that are scary health wise too. Like, um, not just bonking, but being at the point where your body will start like not taking in food and fluids and that sort of thing, vomiting, um, and getting into some danger. So it's not just about having a comfortable ride. It's about, you know, staying healthy out there too. And so my first point is it's not always healthy to train any time of the day. At some point, if you're, if you're starting to feel like this, if you can't stay cooled off, 
stop training in the middle of the day and do what you can to go early. Like that's all I can say. You know, the more coaches I've talked about this because a lot of my clients run into this and there's just no magic way that I can help them other than to say stop training in the middle of the day or, you know, a lot of times high heat of the day is 2 o'clock and so if you train right after work 4 o'clock or something, it's still very hot. Um, so do what you can to reduce your exposure during the middle of the day. It reminds me too of, you know, that podcast we just did with, um, well, it's been a while now with Scott Thigpen. He had done the, um, um, tour divide mm-hmm. when he went through New Mexico. You know, we actually talked on the phone that, right before he started going through New Mexico and, um, the plan was, you know, sleep during the middle of the day and ride all night <laughs> and during the morning because he had gotten to that place too where, you know, it was just like nausea-inducing and vomiting to, to ride during the middle of the day. It was so hot. Of course, you know, that's a whole different thing. You're bikepacking and you can't carry all the water you want. Um, but all that to say is sometimes you've just got to shift your schedule as much as you can or shift your training and um, and realize that there's not too much you can do in the middle of the day. Along with that, though, something you can do is to make sure you are hydrating adequately. Before you go during the day, day to day, while you're sitting there at your desk or you're or doing whatever, make sure you're hydrating adequately. But when you go out, also make sure you have enough or a way to get more. Um, not only carrying it, but also make sure you're good at actually physically, logistically grabbing the bottle and drinking it. And it's one reason why I often recommend um, hydration packs is because people just, a, a lot of riders, I shouldn't say everyone, tends to stay more hydrated, you know, the easier it is to drink. And especially if you're on single track and you can't reach for a bottle all the time, I know that if I just depend on bottles, I tend to get dehydrated because I don't reach for them as much. Um, if I take a hydration pack, I just stay better hydrated. So staying hydrated in the heat, of course, is very important. Um, You're never going to make up. If you did weigh yourself and you see that you are losing 32 to 40 ounces or something per hour, the point, the goal is not to make up every one of those ounces per hour. It's just way too much to carry. You know, if you're going out for five hours, you're not going to carry necessarily 200 ounces. But if you can get in somewhere around 24 ounces, just enough to kind of you know, stay hydrated. Um, I usually shoot for about 75% of what you're losing. If you're going to do the math, then that's a good, um, a good goal to get in, to carry and to get in some other things with that is of course you do need sodium. You do need electrolytes. So stick with a lot of people are kind of going back old school. Like, Oh, I just drink water and that's, you know what I want. I don't want sports drinks. And I'm, I'm on board with water tasting the best and often quenching your thirst, but then you need to make sure you're getting your electrolytes from somewhere. That's fine. Um, things like S-Caps, I think that website is succeedscaps.com. Those are a really good capsule for getting um, sodium in if you don't want to use a sports drink, but otherwise using a sports drink with that has um, a lot of sodium can help. There is a new sports drink out by Scratch. I don't know if you saw this one. It's like sixteen or 1,700 milligrams of sodium in just um, in one like hour serving of it. It's a huge amount. So that's, we're talking like that's like four times the amount or five times the amount of most sports drinks. And that's like their hyper sodium um, mix that they've got now. Is that's that like a pre-load type of thing? No, it's for oh. training. In the, yeah, it's, it's a new one. So check that out. I, I, I thought it was pretty incredible. And I've, I haven't gotten to talk to a lot of people who've used it, but, um, but like secondhand information a lot of people are, are are liking it, and it's worth checking out if you don't have a way to get in enough sodium otherwise. Okay. Um, 
And actually, yeah. you've hit on that, um, you know, as far as amounts like the electrolytes, carbohydrates, all all the different stuff to look for. You've done that in previous episodes. And in fact, we've even gone over just specifically calculating sodium right, in, exactly. in a whole episode. So, so and, that I'll, is, that's- and I'll dig that up somewhere. Um, but just to remind people, if you go to mountainbikeradio.com slash shows, that will take you to the whole list of shows and you can find, and then you click on Apex Nutrition and that'll take you to the whole Apex Nutrition show. So like you scroll through, you can just scroll through the whole main page for that and all the episodes are right there. So you can just go through and see there's, like I said, several episodes that touch on all these you know, electrolyte things and specific ones. So like how much sodium do you need on October 23rd you can go to that episode? So <laughs> someday um, we'll have a calculator for the day. Right. Exactly. The yep, average yep. temp. Yep. And you can um, always search too. Uh, actually, that's a, that's a really good idea. <laughs> um, but it's so different for everyone. It's hard to, then you get yeah. people uh, calling you or emailing you saying, you told me to use a calculator. And that's I was right. like, that's why I just, stroke. That's right. I just speak in broad sweeping right. generalizations. <laughs> it's because it's, it's so all over the place. But all right, cool. I'll find that um, from scratch and then I'll just link that in the show notes. The other thing to consider when you're talking about fluids is that it's really effective to um, cool yourself down from the inside out, meaning ice. So whatever you can do to um, to drink anything with ice. And, you know, one, one thing that I recommend is to freeze your bottles of sports drink solid or to, um, you know, freeze them out and put it in your hydration pack. One thing you want to make sure you don't do is dilute your sports drink. So if you make it and then add just normal ice without considering, you know, that that's going to dilute it, that's not what you want to do because you'll dilute, of course, all your electrolytes and your carbs and everything else. But if you, you know, put in the right amount of powder and everything, um, so it makes for a full drink, but then only fill it up with halfway with water and then add ice. Or if you make your sports drink ahead of time and freeze those solid, that is probably one of the best, most effective ways to stay cool is to, to consume ice. The problem is, is in high heat, of course, your bottles, they're going to melt within that first hour. So it helps out to start if you're able to, you know, um, stash stuff or, you know, do loops where you come back or if you're racing at an aid station take advantage of any ice that you can um that you can get your hands on and and consume yeah and so. for a regular ride that freezing the bottle thing is really good because if it is really hot it doesn't take long to to be able to drink that so no yeah you don't slick. really have to worry yeah. about that i worry more about it melting too soon yeah it's right. it's rarely the other thing that feels good is if you have the bottles in your jersey at all that kind of keeps yeah. your it, you know, it really helps keeping your back and your core cool, just having that ice up against you. Yeah, there's, so nothing, plus, there's nothing better than getting an hour in, like, top of a climb or something and being, like, have, pulling out a bottle that's, like, icy cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes <laughs> such a difference. It does. So that's kind of from the inside out. So the last tip I'll leave you here um, from the outside in or whatever is, um, of course, if you're if you're racing and there's aid stations with ice, you know, do put them on your head. Do that sort of thing to cool down. And, of course, you're you know, a lot of your heat is coming out of your head. So that's a good place. But a good tip that a couple coaches, Coach Linda and Coach um, Rob Grissom is another one I work with. They both use this tip. Um, Linda Wallenfels is to get like women's stockings, um, like pantyhose, knee highs, fill them with ice and put it around your neck. Coach Rob Grissom uses like men's dress sock, something that's not going to add more layers necessarily around your neck that are thick and hot. 
but um, to put that around your neck and coach Linda has like a lot of her, a lot of her racers do that in races. So if you see people with that around their neck, that's probably where it came from. Um, but it can really help to cool you down. Just to have that ice right up against your neck like that. Mm-hmm. I've, and I've had a few clients use it and, and have really said it's helped a lot. Again, it's going to melt. So that's works best when um, you get to come back to, you know, like aid stations or like loops. Yeah. Yep. But, um, but it's something that can help. And if you have, you know, just like you can't get your training session in except for during your lunch at this time, you know, and it's like a one to two hour thing or something like that, that, that can help then too. Yeah. And if um, you live in Phoenix, you'll get like 10 minutes out of your pantyhose ice cube. <laughs> yeah, so. you will. But it works. Yeah. But it helps. And you know, I've, for, I have one client who, um, he does, um, triathlons and he's like in I don't know I think he's in Florida so we've just like run the gamut trying to find something to help him because there's just no time when it doesn't it's not just super hot for him mm-hmm. you know so we've looked at like the I, the vests that you stick ice in ice packs and the problem with almost everything is that it adds a layer on you and it adds yeah. heat to you like right. you know so it's a lot of the um, bandanas that people use like they're thick and so as soon as they become, un, you know, they they thaw out, like the ones where you freeze them in the freezer, the bandana itself, then now you've got like this hot thing on you or, you know, like it's so kind of defeats the purpose. And um, so the pantyhose or dress sock is a little bit better that way. The other thing, you know, to talk about is that y- you want to make sure with your um, your sunscreen that you're using one that doesn't clog your pores too. So there are different ones. And I think Neutrogena, whenever I looked up this for another client, they made one that that was lighter and didn't clog your pores. And specifically, that was what it was made for. It was still a high SPF um, because whenever you clog your pores too much, your ability to sweat and your body's own ability to cool itself off can be um, inhibited. So that's another thing to think about, too, is that, you know, you need skin somewhat exposed and you need it to be able to sweat and cool itself off. So something else to look at. All right. All right. Yep. Do you have any, any tips that you use other than that? No, those are good. Those are good. And like, I I just want to point out too, again, for listeners to go back to those old episodes, you can just scroll through that homepage and you can check it out. Like I, like I mentioned that one about the sodium, how to calculate that. One of the first ones we did shows we did was just determining or what to drink and eat like on a ride or training or whatever. Um, so that can help as well uh, in that she goes through the different, different levels of electrolytes, uh, nutrition, all that stuff. And, uh, there too. So that's a good reminder. All yeah. Right. Cool. So just remind people where they can find you. So they if can they have find any questions me or comments. Yep. Apex nutrition, LLC.com is my website. Um, and of course you can get my email, all, all the things there, but it's Kelly K E L L I at apex nutrition. LLC is, the email. Um, I'm on Facebook under Apex Nutrition and on Twitter under Fuel Right. All right. Perfect. So that'll do it for this episode, people. If you have any questions for me, it's Ben at mountainbikeradio.com. And as a reminder, you can get the, if you're listening to this on the website, you can get this on the app. So for iPhone, Android, Windows, which includes Windows, uh, Windows 8. So if you have a computer with windows 8 on it and you use some of the apps on there just go type in on that app store mountain bike radio and it'll pop up and same thing with uh android and um apple 
you can go to those app stores. So uh, just go to the app store right in your right in your iPhone. Type in Mountain Bike Radio. It'll pop up. Free standalone. Um, really slick. Android is the Amazon Store and Google Play. And then on Stitcher. So if you listen on Stitcher or you want to pull up the Stitcher app on your phone, um, same thing. Type in mountain bike or mount, you can type in mountain bike radio, but you can type in mountain biking or mountain bike. It'll come up on Stitcher. Um, so you can listen there. And that'll do it. So thank you, Kelly. No problem. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Apex Nutrition Podcast on Mountain Bike Radio. <laughs> <laughs>